how to create a long-lasting, happy relationship. Welcome back to Relationships First. It's David Dubay. I'm excited that you're here today because in this episode, we're talking about how to create a long-lasting, happy relationship. Happy is that little exclamation point at the very end. Happy! So we know that happiness is a temporary thing. It's just a temporary emotion. It comes and it goes, like all emotions. Most of the time, you're kind of in this in-between state of emotions because you're focused on work or you're focused on something, and you're not necessarily thinking, ah, I'm really excited to be doing this. You're just doing it. But when you're not doing that thing and you're in your relationship, you want to be happy, don't you? I want you to be happy. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I've done all of these things, is to help you have a better and happier relationship. Any kind, whatever relationship you're having. So how do you do it? What are the keys to it? So here today in this episode, I'm going to give you several of those things. When you get into a relationship, how do you keep it going? How do you keep it happy once you've been in a long time? You know, if you've been married for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and you've kind of felt like, it's just stuck. It's just a relationship at this point. We are only, we're married. It's just a piece of paper. It keeps us in the same house. Otherwise, we don't see each other. We don't do anything with each other. Like, there's all these things that happen, right? You, Or maybe you're just new in your relationship and you're like, I like this person and I want this to last a long time and I hope to make it. Maybe that's what your situation is. Maybe you have, you know, two kids and you're eight years, 10 years in and your two kids are keep you so busy. You don't even have time to know who your partner is anymore. You kind of just see each other when you go to bed because your kids take all the time up when you're not working or whatever. These things happen. I get it. So if you want to step back into the relationship, if you've are those the two not so happy states, then you'll want to do this. And if you're getting into a relationship and you want to make sure it's happier longer, you'll want to do these things. It just, it makes sense. That's why I want to give them to you. I want you to have these things. Fun little nuggets of happiness. So we're going to talk about the negative ones first. Wait, there's negative things to making the relationship happy? Yeah, there kind of is. Because happiness, like any emotion, it comes and it goes. But sometimes the negative ones, they're dropped like a bomb on you. Like a death in the family. Maybe it's not your family, it's their family. What happens when that takes place? Right? Depending on your partner, your partner is going to react differently. Right? Everyone reacts differently to different things. If it's someone they loved and they're really close to, it might devastate them. What do you do? You don't want to suffocate them and you don't want to leave them alone. Right? You want to be there for them. You want to be there for them the way they want you to be there for them. And that's what you do. Say, hey, honey, I'm sorry this happened. This sucks. I know you cared about them. I love you. And I'm here for you. So if you need me, I'm here for you to support you in whatever you need in this situation. Right? So when, when crab hits the fan you notify them that you're there for them. And maybe they're the type of person that says, well, if she she's saying that, but she's not doing anything. So if you're on the other side of that and it happened to you, sometimes you have to tell them what you need. Great, I'm glad you're here for me. Thank you. I'm going to need some time alone and then I'm going to call you. Or 
whatever, right? You need to, sometimes you have to tell them. And if you know them well enough and you just do those things for them, then great. Do those things for them. But the other thing is allowing space. Space is a huge thing. Space is something that I've seen relationships not built in. Allowing space. It's a big one. This is important because, and I've seen this in older couples that have been married a long time. And then they go out and for whatever reason, the one couple just continues to nag at the other, like the one, you know, the guy continually nags at the wife about something. And she's like, I just want to hang out with my friends. Go away. Get away from me. I, I, I see it. And then they were just fighting in the middle of wherever they are, the restaurant, the bar, whatever, the event, because they never built in space in their relationship. So they're always together. So the moment that they're not next to each other, something's wrong. One of the partners feels that there's something off in the relationship. Build in space in your relationships. So vitally important. Do what you love. If you were someone who read a lot and then now you're in the relationship and you've been in a couple months and you haven't been, you haven't set aside time to read, to do your own thing, make time. At least try. But then allow them to do the thing that they love. You know, maybe they're like me and they like photography. Send them out. Go take some photos. Come back when you're done. Or they read too. Great. We can be in the same room. You read, I read. That's fine. Or they like video games. Go play your video games. I'm going to go read. Or you like your video games. You go play your video games. They read. Whatever it is, make time for you. Give space in your relationship to do things away from each other. You go out with your friends. They go out with their friends. Makes sense, doesn't it? And if it doesn't make sense now, it will when you want space and then something in the relationship breaks. It's not worth it. Make space now. Arguments or disagreements, we're going to have them. It's going to be a thing. You're going to have them. I'm going to have them. We all have them. Context is key. Context is key. And what do I mean? So context of what happened? Yes, that, but no, bigger than that. Like a, a camera on a timeline, right? Think of a train on a, on a train track. When, when the incident happens, the argument is on the train. It's happening, happening in real time. It's big. It's huge. It's, big. it's a big argument. But if you pull that camera back from that train and you pull it way, way back, so now you just see like the, the line of where the train's going and you can just see where the train is on there. That line is the relationship you have. How long do you want that track to be? Like, how long do you want to be in that relationship? Do you want to be in for a long time or a short period of time? So context of, you know, how big of a deal is it? Did they, you know, accidentally wash your white shirt, your favorite white shirt or your favorite shirt with the colors? And now it's colored, right? You're, you're devastated that your favorite shirt's destroyed. Or not the same color anyway. However, in the context of the whole of your relationship, yes, you've only been together four months, or yes, you've been together five years, how giant of an issue is this to derail that train? That's what I'm talking about. That's the context I'm talking about. How big of a thing is this to derail that train? You need to have the context. They may not. You can tell them that, 
that, hey, I'm looking at this. This is, this is a big deal to me, at least right now. But because I love you, I'm going to let it go. Because of the long term of our relationship, this is teeny tiny, eeny weeny. Right? I want the relationship to last a long time. But that doesn't mean you should screw up like this again. So you must learn from this situation. Or we should both learn from this situation. Either way, context is key. And by sharing that dynamic with your partner, that, hey, look at the wholeness of the relationship. Where do you want this to go? We want this to last a long time. Do we not? Yes, we do. Yay. (laughs) So context is key when it comes to disagreements and arguments. Not saying it's easy to do. I promise you, might not be the easiest thing to do, especially when it just happened and you're just furious. It's no fun to be like, hold on a second. It's best to walk away. Sometimes it's also best to swallow your pride. You might be the right one in this situation. I had a recent situation similar to that. I was the right one. But what did I do? I apologized even though I was right. Why? Because water under the bridge, water under the bridge. If you're in a situation where, you know, maybe it's the in-laws or it's family that's staying with you and you know they just, they scrub you the wrong way. Sometimes you have to swallow your pride even though, even though you know you're right. This happens. It happens. So sometimes with other people, you must swallow your pride and say, hey, I am sorry. I'm sorry about the situation, about how you feel about it, or about my actions even. Even though I was in the right, you don't say those words. You don't say, hey, I'm sorry, I was in the right and you were in the wrong. You don't say it like that. Even though you were right, you swallow your pride and you say, hey, I am absolutely sorry. It is my fault. You are welcome here. Don't want you to go away. Right? I love you. I care for you. It's my fault. Sorry. Not always, but sometimes you must swallow your pride. All right. So I think I talked about the negative ones a whole lot now. Now let's get to the fun and exciting dates. Date night. Make a date night. A date night. Everyone loves a date night. Right? You've been in a relationship for five years. You got two kids. You're busy. You're swamped. You have so much going on all the time. Date night is important. Right? Set aside time. Don't do the same old, same old either. Don't be like, dinner and a movie. That's what we're going to do. You don't make memories gobbing food and then both watching the same movie. You don't make memories that way. You're watching someone else's memories. Make your own memories. Date night is adventure, fun. Sure, dinner is great. You catch up at dinner. But see, when you're doing like dinner and a movie, you can both ignore each other then too. It doesn't make date night great. But date night great is like, sure, you do dinner and maybe it's her favorite restaurant or his favorite restaurant. And then you go do something really fun. Hey, we haven't been dancing in a long time. Maybe you like ballroom dancing or she does or he does. Maybe you're not so good at it. So maybe you Date night is taking a class. 
It's doing one of those cooking things. Cook together. Learn to make sushi. Something different. You go for a hike. You do that thing that you may not want to do, but you know they would love to do. But it's an experience for both of you. And then next time you do that thing you love to do and that they're okay with. But you're doing something different. You know, mini golf, painting, snorkeling, bowling, strip poker with your partner. I don't know. Whatever. You figure out that what that is. But do something fun. And the, the benefit of doing this is what you create what's called anchor points, positive anchor points. These are the memories that like later on in life, you're like looking back at and you're like, remember that night when we went out to blah, 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 and you relive that experience. That experience relived in your head is nearly as emotional as it was when it happened. And when you share that same time, that moment and that smile and those laughs with your partner again, it actually binds you closer together. That's why you do these things. And on date nights, I do recommend doing like two or three different things. So like a good dinner, is that's, that's a great place to start. But don't follow it with a movie. Follow it with an event. Or you f- do an event and then you follow up with a good dinner together. Or your favorite fast food, Chick-fil-A or whatever. This way, you're building good memories together. And if the premise is happiness, if the premise is fun, then those are great memories. This is what creates a long-lasting longevity in relationships. Most relationships that do these kind of things are happier overall. And also, they're built on communication because everything we talked about, everything I've been talking about. So... With that being said, my friends, if this was useful for you, if you like this information, share this out. Let other people hear about how they, they, they too can have happiness in their relationships and longevity, of course. Longevity and happiness in their relationships. Rate us. Go on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let people know. Let us know how we're doing. Join our private community. That's relationships-first.com, relationships-first.com. If you're in a struggle in your relationship and you want to work with me, you can do that on that website as well, relationships-first.com. That being said, it's Dave Dubay, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Take care.